Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Kings. I'm Jason Ross here for you. Follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Audio Boomer, Stitcher on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe there and make this a regular part of your daily routine. We're here for you Monday through Friday, every day on the Locked On Network. Check out all the teams as well. Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On any other team you'd like. It's all there, a part of our Locked On Network. Also, the NFL, too, whether you want Raiders or Niners. So lots of daily content around the entirety of the network today on the podcast we check in with the radio voice of the sacramento kings the g-man gary gerald will join us in just a moment uh also we can recap a quick recap of what happened in the summer league on wednesday night the sacramento kings into the tournament play and they didn't have a very good seating because of their 0-3 start to their trip to vegas but they did defeat milwaukee again we don't really care too much about wins and losses in summer league but you're out there competing so Try to be the highest one on the scoreboard at the end of the night. The Kings were that, 69-65. Not the cleanest of games. Fox and Heald and Malachi did not play of, of note for the Kings. But Scal, he responded with 19-9. And, and Papianis had his best game of the Summer League because he had been struggling 17 points and 13 rebounds. So all in all, a win for the Sacramento Kings. And up next, they get uh, Dallas. Well, they'll play them uh, the game on Thursday. Well, we wanted to bring the G-Man in, the voice of the Sacramento Kings, to get some more perspective on this team. He was in Vegas, watched this team play a couple of games. He was also around the press conference, which we aired the other day, and is still still feeling good about what we saw from Vince Carter, George Hill, and Zach Randolph. But let's bring in the voice of the Kings here on Locked on Kings, the G-Man, Gary Gerald. G-Man, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been an interesting time here during Summer League. I got a chance to see three games in Vegas, and of course, watched uh, on television the uh, the matchup with uh, the mighty Milwaukee Bucks so <laughs> yeah, nice to see the Kings get a W uh, at last but I I've, I've been very encouraged Jason it's uh, it's been fun yeah and, and and maybe we'll start with summer league because I'm with you you know if you're competing sure you want to win it's it always feels better but in the end I don't know if the win losses matter much but it's about what you see and tell me what you saw in in the games that you saw in person because it is a little bit different seeing them in person it is. Uh, the thing that you have to keep reminding yourself, at least in my in my mind, is that these these guys are really young and you're going to see uh, a lot of mistakes and you're not going to see consistency. You're going to see them grow into that. I, I, I firmly believe I'm, I'm very encouraged at, at the vibe that I've gotten while I was around the Kings in Las Vegas amongst the coaches, amongst the front office people. I, I think finally, Jason, I, I mean, I, I really believe that uh, this organization is now building a legitimate foundation. And it's so good to see a, a real uh, blueprint for success being laid out. And 
believe me, you're going to need to make some real progress, and it's going to be tough in this Western Conference with so many teams that have gotten, I think, dramatically better through what's happened here in the early weeks of free agency. So there, there are a lot of things that you look at and you say, all right, let's keep this ship on course. I mean, again, we go back to the trade all-star break last year involving DeMarcus Cousins or last season. And, you know, you you turned the ship 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's really something that I think Kings fans are going to have to, to keep on point, not be impatient. And I know people are sick and tired of hearing, you know, be patient, be patient, mm-hmm. be patient. That's what we've heard a lot of in the last 10 or 11 years. But we've also had the revolving door in terms of coaching staff and personnel and one thing or another. Well, the bottom line is now this is a very young team that is pointed in the right direction. And they've acquired, I think, some terrific veterans to help mentor these young guys and kind of lead the way. And I know Vladi Divac and, and Vivek Ranadive and the folks had talked about wanting to change the culture I really think the Kings have taken a couple of great strides in doing exactly that. Yeah, it's funny. I haven't been able to figure out a way to word it, and you did so well there, that the only way I can explain it is, and it's not meaning they're going to win 40 games, 50 games, make the playoffs. It just it feels right. And I think you know, with the, the coaching staff coming back and you feel like they are doing the, their part in Vlade and the front office and who they drafted and the character people they brought in, Again, I'm not even equating it to any amount of success, more so that it just feels right. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because we haven't had that feeling for the last decade. There have been times when you you get a little optimistic, and of course, you know, going into any season, there's always grounds for optimism and there's hope. Hope springs eternal, the mm-hmm. old cliche, and it really does. But now there's something behind that, and I that's what encourages me, and it's been so long in coming. I chuckle because, you know, I ran into an awful lot of Kings fans on the airplanes, the airports, in Vegas, hotels, on the Strip, one thing or another, at the the arena, at Cox Pavilion. And so many of them are just, they're just giddy almost in delight. And I fear that expectations may already be a little bit out of whack. <laughs> and, but but that's, it's great. I mean, that's the beauty of being fans. Now, if things don't go well immediately, then fans being fans, they're going to be grumbling and moaning and groaning and one thing or another. But Kings fans, as we all know, are just remarkably special. They're resilient. They've, they've proved their loyalty, you know, beyond the greatest measure so many times over the years. So it's an exciting time. And I'm, I am, I'm swept up in some of that excitement and that optimism. And Jason, you, you know me pretty darn well. And I try to be a realist and I, and you touched on the facts that, you know, trying to put a number on wins, I think that's going to be very difficult to achieve in the early going. And I'm sure that David Yeager and his staff are going to be preaching patience, 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 but isn't it exciting to see young guys with the pedigrees that these these people are bringing in and from the programs that they come from, be it, you know, North Carolina, be it Kentucky, be it Kansas, whatever. Uh, that's real progress in my mind for mm-hmm. the Sacramento Kings organization. Yeah, I want to ask you about some of those guys. And, and the, the top pick they had was a guy that seemingly every Kings fan wanted in the draft. Vlade said that's who they wanted to get. And they land De'Aaron Fox and... I can already envision games in the season where he's good and he is your post-game guest, and those conversations are going to be easy because that guy has the gift of personality. <laughs> he can talk to the media. 
And G Man, you saw him in person. Man, is he quick with the basketball. What what were your what was your takeaway from De'Aaron Fox? Well, I hope that Kings fans had a chance to see the piece that ESPN did on sports science with De'Aaron Fox. And they augment his quickness and break it down as only the sports science guys can do on ESPN. I thought it was a terrifically entertaining piece and it gave you a real, real feel for his quickness. I cringe when I look at those spindly little ankles, <laughs> that scares me. I, kind of the way Kevin Martin had those skinny little ankles used to scare me. But you talk about a guy with charisma who plays with great deal of poise and I was very impressed with just the general tenor from what I was hearing among not only other media people, but prominent people in other organizations and coaches, glowing remarks about De'Aaron Fox. And you think, yeah, you know, those are the kind of people you need to be, build your future around. And of course, was it his very first game? He came out with stellar numbers and, and you just think, wow, this is going to be fun watching this guy grow in the NBA. Yeah, he, he's he's absolutely lived up to the billing, at least so far, and obviously it's way too early to make full assessments on these guys. But another one they drafted is Justin Jackson's that experience. You talked about the, the power programs coming from North Carolina. He's an NCAA champion. But he looks comfortable out there too, and that's part of what I look for in summer league is just kind of do they belong. And, you know, the, the highest of players will be playing against here soon. But as far as what he went against in Vegas, it looked like Justin Jackson belonged to me. Absolutely. I felt bad for him in that, that game early on. He couldn't make a shot. He had yeah. great looks, corner threes. I think he ended up 0 for 8 in that ball game. But then the next game he comes back and he knocks down his first couple of attempts. You know that's going to help his confidence. But it wasn't just from the scoring aspect. You said he looks like a guy that belongs. And to me, to see him grab key rebounds, to see him make an unselfish pass. He's got that interesting little floater game on his shot that I think is going to be fun to watch. And I always marvel at guys who have that kind of touch. He is smooth. And I like the fact that he's smooth and he looks like he belongs. And I just, I, I, get, a, I get a real positive vibe from Justin Jackson as well as De'Aaron Fox. How about Frank Mason, another guy that Kings fans are excited about? It's rare to get the college player of the year, certainly in the second round. People are already trying to say, hey, can he be the second round steal like Isaiah was? And, you know, people put labels on guys, but certainly he's been fun to watch so far. What did you think about Frank Mason? I love his toughness. I love the fact that he's such a competitor. I, I know a couple of people who were very familiar with him in the Kansas program, and they told me, you are going to love Frank Mason, you're going to love his toughness. You're going to love the way he competes. He doesn't back down to anybody, and he just he believes that he can get the job done. Game three, the comeback against the Lakers in Summer League for the Kings, you're down 28, and who leads the charge back and gets you in the ball game? It was Frank Mason. And I could see exactly what these folks had been telling me about, and I loved it. And then, of course, four minutes into the fourth game, in uh, tonight's game against Milwaukee, he goes down with the ankle injury and you kind of hold your breath and, you know, I don't know if we'll get a chance to see him. I kind of doubt it yeah. uh, in, in game five now against Dallas, but my goodness, I just uh, so much to enjoy. And I thought it was really interesting, Jason, that in the first three, well, actually first four games, the Kings have played now in summer league, 
each night it's been a different person. Mm -hmm. It was Fox one night. It was Mason another night. It was Jackson looking good. Tonight it was a situation where Scalavicier and and Yorgos Papayanis, you know, made great contributions. And so that's we we talked we touched briefly on the fact that you know you want to see consistency and you want to be able to find that in a very tough league where everything is bigger and everything is faster and that'll be the huge challenge for these young players but to see each guy making a contribution in a different way that either kept the kings in a game or led them to a win I find kind of intriguing and and very promising at the same time. Yeah, I think the only two bummers for me about Summer League has been the the first game when Malachi got hurt. It looked like he was offering some some nice nice things, and we of mm-hmm. course saw him hurt the final twenty five games of last year. And then just and the Kings going cautiously with Harry Giles. I think we're all kind of curious what he might be, not seeing him yet. So just not seeing those two guys that much has has maybe been a little bit of a bummer. But I, in the case of Giles, it looks like that's all out of precaution there. Yeah, I think so from everything that I hear. And, and you can't, I, to me, because it is just summer league. And yeah. sometimes I think we're we're all kind of guilty of putting too much emphasis on some of these games and what happens in summer league. But that's only because we're excited and we want to see this organization and this team succeed. And I, I, I have no quarrel with that. But I, I like the fact that uh, you've got such great potential. And isn't it amazing? I mean, Bogdanovich has now arrived. And yeah. He is watching the Kings in the game tonight in Vegas against Milwaukee. The fact that, you know, it was Garrett Temple tonight. It was Vince Carter a couple of nights ago, George Hill, uh, these guys on scene, on the bench, actively involved, trying to help, you know, school and mentor these guys already. But Jason, we can't, we can't lose sight of the fact and I know it's been mentioned many times, nine guys of the 15 on the roster our first or second year players are, are, are new to the to the NBA. And that's just that's an astounding number. And in the, the news conference where the Kings formally introduced uh, uh, Zach Randolph and Hill and Carter, uh, I posed a question about that. And I said, you know, have, have you guys in your careers ever encountered anything like this? And Carter quickly picked up on it and said, you know, we were talking about that coming to the arena today and none of us have have you know, run across a situation like that. And yet by the same token, each of them was anxious to be able to immediately get into that role and start learning the nuances of their new young teammates and, and trying to help guide them. And it just, it's such a, such a change in direction. It's so refreshing for the Kings organization to be involved that way and to have veterans coming in. And I know talk is cheap early on, but they're saying all the things that you want them, mm-hmm. you want to hear them say. It's it's very very positive. Yeah, and you had a chance, like you said, you asked questions there to see those guys. We aired it here on Locked On Kings. I I was just blown away by what they said, and and but you had a chance to talk to each of them, to George Hill, to Vince Carter, to Zach Randolph. You've seen them all play too, so we know one they can play. Two, it seemed like they're more than willing to take on that mentor role. What was your takeaway? really from talking to all three of those guys, those new Kings. Well, I, I think you really touched on it, the fact that they're willing to accept that kind of role. All three of them talked about, you know, their conversations with Vladi Divac and about what would be expected and why they wanted to come to Sacramento and put themselves in that situation. And sure, a few million dollars <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably helps uh, sway your opinion a little bit, but 
I, I, I walked out of that news conference genuinely encouraged and, and thinking, you know, this this is going to be fun to watch and it's going to be fun to see how it begins to play out. Now, what happens if if guys are slow to come along? What happens if a couple of guys are hurt? What happens if you have some injuries? The things that do happen in the course of of the NBA life, how do they respond to that? Will they continue to be positive? Uh, will they continue to work hard? One of the things that stuck in my head in one of the conversations with uh, with George Hill was he said, you know, we're talking about minutes. And he says, if I end up playing eight minutes and Fox plays 40, and long as we're, you know, basically in a positive vein and we're on track to try to be competitive and to win, I don't have a problem with that. And I thought, well, isn't that something for a guy who's commanding the money that he is and who brings the credentials that he does to say something like that? Well, time, of course, will tell whether or not that is in fact the case. But as we were saying, saying all the right things that you wanted to hear. And that was music to my ears. Yeah. And I just, you know, the the other part that to me is encouraging I and mean, they haven't played a game that matters yet. But, G-Man, you know, it, traveling with this team and, and enduring the last 10, 12 years where it's there have been more losses than wins. But to now have people genuinely saying positive things that over time, people like the DeMarcus trade a little bit more than initially. People loved what the Kings did in the draft. And now they're liking what they have done in free agency. Again, doesn't matter what they're saying, but it's nice to be liked, I guess, or, or, or the moves accepted. I think that's been one thing that's been really refreshing to hear from the national media. No, absolutely. And, and, and let's face it, this organization has taken some really tough shots from the national media in many, many areas in the last few years. That term dysfunctional keeps cropping mm. up. And there are still some people who I don't think are convinced at this point and still a little hesitant to bring the praise. But one of the things that I thought has been interesting in the after the immediately after the draft, when you look at those who give grades to organizations for what they did in the draft, the Kings were very consistently at or near the top of the list. And it's great hearing, you know, uh, on the national broadcast I was listening tonight. And if it's a PJ Carlissima who have has coached and who's been a, a broadcaster representative. Amy's a basketball lifer, a junkie. Uh, Mark Kestichur, who is the the play-by-play guy on tonight's game, talking in such glowing terms about what the Kings as an organization have accomplished. It's those type of things that start to swing that opinion around the country. And, and people who've been skeptical in the past and with good cause to be skeptical, uh, now slowly starting to come around saying, okay, some interesting things are starting to happen in Sacramento. Now, will it be lost in the Western Conference? I think there's a genuine concern that that could be the case because, as we know, uh, the Warriors are so doggone good and, and the standard that they set in the conference is so extraordinarily high. And then you look at all the changes that Houston is making and there's still San Antonio lurking in the weeds. And then you look at the changes that they've made in Minnesota and Denver is there, Portland and Phoenix and all these other teams, the Lakers included, have, have made key personnel changes. They want to get better. They want to be in that group of eight. And so it's going to be a, a tough Tough road and a mighty challenge for the Sacramento Kings, but perception being changed, to me, that's a huge positive step and one that's been so badly needed over the last few years. Yeah, I think that's the word. That's it, perception, because I was thinking about this team today and I thought, 
boy, I'm excited about what they have. I like the coaching staff. I like the direction. Their salaries all seem to line up. You love the building, but you laid out the West. I go, man, it, it may just be more difficult and maybe they lose more games, but it might still feel right. It might feel like they're on a path that you say, yeah, it, it's still working. We're still seeing some of the young guys develop. The veterans are helping in that. They're well coached. It just needs a little more time, a little more seasoning. So I, I don't know. I'm trying not to put a number on it, like you said earlier, <laughs> G-Man, but I'm, I'm excited. But I'm also in a spot where I, I don't know what they could do where I wouldn't be fulfilled as long as it feels still like this. Well, it, you, you talk about changing the culture. You talk about the quality of character and individual, and we're seeing it not only in the, the new acquisitions of young players, but in the veterans who've come in. And Jason, isn't it amazing to think that Willie Cauley-Stein is now the most tenured Sacramento <laughs> king? I mean, that's crazy, it isn't is. it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And you've seen you've seen it all. And, and I'm excited, too, about sounds like the league announced they're going to you know, it sounds like a little bit of a trim down of, of the games in the preseason, starting the NBA season earlier. It's just they've made mm-hmm. this a full year thing, which is, you know, between Vegas, between the draft. It's kind of fun for the hoop junkies to know that basketball pretty much is a 12 month a, de- a year deal now or 12 months well, all the year. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's a big it's a big step and it helps. You know, it's what are we less than three months away to, yeah. the, to the start of, of the season. And so what's been going on? over the last couple of weeks and what's going on currently with the summer league is, is a nice way to bridge the summer and, and to get Kings fans turned up. But I, you know, again, Monday night, <laughs> I wasn't there at golden one center, but to have 10,000 or more Kings fans in a building to watch a summer league game, that just boggles my mind. <laughs> and, and yet if anything says Sacramento Kings loyalty and support, that's it right there. Yeah, the best fans. I mean, it's just amazing to do something like that for Summer League. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, G-Man, it's been awesome catching up with you. I think uh, everybody's kind of feeling the same excitement no matter how they finish Summer League, no matter how they get ready for the regular season. But the team is here. They're building the right way, and it's a good time to be a Kings fan for sure. So, G-Man, thank you for the time. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we'll get you locked on Kings again here soon. Like being locked on, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thanks, G-Man. My thanks to the G-Man, Gary Gerald, for joining us here on Locked on Kings. Thank you for joining us as well. Back again tomorrow. Hit us up for the Friday mailbag, jason.ross at cbsradio.com or on Twitter at jasonross1140. Have a great rest of your night. Thanks again to the G-Man, and thank you for listening to Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.